0: Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You are joined this morning right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, 87.6, 87.8 and 88. You're joined by the double L team, the new double L team, the new, new double L team. Lawson
1: uh, returning from the dead to, to fill in for a while and your boy Liam. Here it's we go. <laughs> dumb, we're, we're debating. We're debating. Trying to really knuckle out which double L team is the superior double L team?
0: <laughs> are we? Are we are well, indeed. Uh, look, um, you know, I'm just going to put a sneaky vote in for myself and say that, um, like, I like it when I'm on the double L team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about yourself? We'll, we'll find out sooner or later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will. We, we have we have a proving ground today. We uh, we do indeed. We, we're getting it done, Liam. What are you grateful for this morning? This
1: morning, um, I am grateful. Well, something that I'm not grateful for first is an iron deficiency. But something that I'm grateful for to help battle that, to help combat that, that my, uh, my grandmother said that I've got in my red hot hands right now <laughs> is a 1.1 kilogram tin of Milo. That, um, that's amazing. I know. My, my nan, I was talking to my nan about what she thinks I should do to help with my iron deficiency and she said, you need to have Milo. And um nan's always right. So that's genius. That's what I went with. <laughs> that's so good. I know. So a couple of teaspoons on that on my wheat picks every morning and you know you, Bada bing bada boom. That's the one, good, good to go. Good to go. What are you happy for this oh, morning, Lyle? Look,
0: uh, well my firstly name's Lawson. No, oh oh I'll that against oh, you.
1: Um, <laughs> I've had a week of up. saying Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that.
0: Um, yeah, look, grateful. Um, uh, in my third week of university oh, at the moment, which is good. That's like been such a-, a blessing. Um, theology class. I'm loving it. It's been really great. Um, yeah other than that look life's just life's just good actually this weekend coming up um i have like a big family reunion so everyone on my dad's side of the family is getting together i'm really looking forward to that and grateful that that can happen happy days um but yeah it's it's awesome things are going down and i'm really grateful of course to be here this morning to be filling in getting getting some time on the radio again to hang out but uh yeah it's awesome This is a
2: reminder,
1: you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith
3: FM app available on Apple or Android platforms.
1: Yes. I always get really stressed at the end of that because it's... (laughs) it just manages to fit in quite nicely. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Well, today, of course, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about coronavirus. We're going to have Matt Power on the show, interviewing him, and we're going to have a Bible study by Lyle in the second hour. But right now, this is Johnny Cash as with I "When Heard, the Man Comes as Around." It
4: were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, "Come and see," and I saw, and behold, a white horse. Listen to the words long written down When the man comes around Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying in measured a hundredweight and penny pound, when the man comes around. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts, and I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death. And hell followed with him.
0: Welcome back to Faith FM. Continuing on with our show into our first quiz clue of the day.
1: That's it. Here we go. So, get ready for this, Lawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Joel and Abijah are my sons. They accepted bribes, perverted justice, and followed after dishonest gain. Oh, Joel and Abijah. That's the one. Oh. Do you know it?
0: I'm I'm racking my brain. I don't Not yet. know the name. Well, listen, uh, if,
1: yes. if if someone else knows it, please give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you could send us a text on 0491-064-669. You just yeah. gonna keep giving
0: me clues. That's it. Oh, I need we'll, some clues. For this we'll, one. we'll keep on
1: going. We'll keep on powering through. That's All awesome. Right.
0: What's what's going on in some some good
1: news around the world? In today? good news, I managed to find a story that has little or nothing to do with coronavirus. Unbelievable. And I'm I'm pretty stoked with that. To be honest, that alone I think is good news. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amen. But um, but no, today I'm focusing on shoes. Okay. Now. Okay. Uh, you, you've come in with your your jandals and your, your slides and th- socks and yep. pretty trendy shoes. And I'd assume that most people have heard of Vans as well. Yeah, sure. Um, now, Vans, they have just released a shoe line that is designed to help children with autism uh, or sensory issues. Okay. So, people that or, or either children or adults ranging from any age that struggle to process things or struggle to process emotions, feelings, uh, what other people, just mm. pretty much anything. Um, yeah, so they have released this special collection. They've called it the Autism Awareness Collection. Um, it features ultra-comfortable with sensory, sensory-inclusive sensory elements such as calming a, a calming colour palette, uh, design features that focus on the senses of touch, sight, and sound so a bunch of really great things that um that can help take uh, someone's focus off the stresses of life that's
0: wild yeah do you know how exactly that works like
1: um, well, some of the things that they've got, like for one of their, one of their designs, they've called it the Comfy Kush Old School, school spelt S-K-O-O-L. Yeah. So, you know, it's really cool. Um, <laughs> uh, this one is blue suede with checkerboard adorned with red velvet hearts. So with this one, I'm, I'm assuming they're, they're taking the focus from, um, from their, their feeling. And a lot of these things, as I said, it, it touches on sight, uh, touch and sound. So with this one... Sure. The, the different feeling of, you know, the, the suede, the velvet, um, the way that che- the checkerboard, the way that it's it's stitched into the shoe hmm. and the way it all suits, it, it can help take someone's mind off what's going on and, and think, oh, this is an interesting thing that's going on. This is something that's pretty cool. Um, wow. Another one yes. that they've done is that focuses on sight where they've got like a, a, a crazy water pattern feature with crazy colors oh
0: i'm actually i've just looked this up on my laptop yeah this is sick this yeah is, these are awesome
1: yeah so they've got some really really amazing designs and i just it's 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 really cool i mean i mm. I, I don't as, as I, I haven't been tested or anything but i don't think i've got any of these any uh, autism or something like that um yeah. and i take my hat off to to the people that do and the people that care for those with autism you know yeah. they go through a lot um but in saying that though I think these are really, really cool as well.
0: Yeah. Um, Dude, I'd love to cop a pair of these because they've got like, like when I was young, because it's got, you know, the Velcro versions and whatnot. Oh, man,
1: that would be the bomb sport. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. Um, And a portion of the proceeds from this collection is going to A Skate Foundation, which is uh, the Autism with skating with kids through acceptance therapy and education. Oh, it's so good. Um, so yeah, they, they, with this educational program, they, they take kids with autism and try and get them to be, to, to, to cope with their autism through teaching them how to skate. Yeah. Um, introducing them to other kids, helping them be accepted in a community um, and educating them on the way that this all works. Mm. Um, and a minimum of $100,000 from, From the the proceeds, will be going to this um this foundation. foundation. Yeah, Yeah, wow. So yeah, Um, so that's the first news story I've got for today. The second Mm. news story also has nothing to do with coronavirus. This this is this is a I was going to say Christmas miracle, but it's not Christmas. This is a miracle.
0: Christmas in mid March, akin akin to yeah, the mid March Corona miracle. Right
1: (laughs) (laughs) there, we go. Now, Lawson, when you were younger. Did you catch the bus to school? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, dude. Is there anything that stuck out from your bus trip from school, from home to school?
0: Oh, I was like, I was like the only kid from one school on a bus full of kids from other schools. Yeah, right. And um, from a particular other school. Yeah. And that was late, man. That, yeah. That's like, I was like the loner kid.
1: Were there any significant landmarks that you drove past? Oh,
0: oh yeah. Every morning when we'd get on tip, for those who are local to, to like the Lake Macquarie area, yeah. it was like the, the Five Islands Bridge was the halfway point because yeah, I was right. getting the bus from like Rathmines into Newcastle. Yeah. And yeah, the Five Islands Bridge, I used to
1: just like, sit on that, I'm like, yeah, we're halfway. Yeah, you see, and it'd suddenly brighten up your day. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, for a bunch of primary school kids in America, the highlight of their bus trip is when they drive past uh, 93-year-old Bonnie Linda. (laughs) She's from Hartley, Iowa, okay, and every morning she wakes up at the crack of dawn and goes out to her porch and waits for these little kids to drive past in their bus and she waves at them, and, and then all the kids they wave back. That's awesome. And it's it's it, it really it brightens up the day. Now, uh, young Bonnie, she um, she's young at heart. She recently <laughs> had, as I mentioned, she's ninety three, but she's only just recently ninety three. Um, she had her birthday um, quite recently, and it was on a Sunday. So what these school kids did is on Friday, the last day before uh, Bonnie's birthday. Is on their way through their bus driver who also knows he's, you know, has a close relationship with the kids and with the people that they drive past. He got to slow down and all the kids, they sort of, they, they attempted to sing happy birthday, but when a bus is moving, there's only a certain amount of time that you can sing. Yeah, sure, sure, so sure. So it's sort of just, it, it, they, they sung, they, they said happy birthday and it was one of the sweetest things. That's awesome. And, <laughs> and, Oh, it was just an incredible little moment that uh, that Bonnie had, and her mm. daughter was there. Her, her daughter Judy was there with her, um, mm. and yeah, it was another amazing little story there. Oh, that's so sweet. That's yeah, awesome. I know. Um, and I just thought, wow, these wow. these stories that just keep on coming up. Yeah, um, oh. they they're incredible. Um, my that's so that's that story. Okay. My next oh, story. yeah. Uh, it does. Unfortunately, I couldn't find enough stories to not branch into coronavirus.
0: <laughs> so it
1: was almost a match We were rhetoric. almost. We were almost there. Um, but my, for my final story this morning, we're going over to Italy. Okay. Ooh, okay yep. um, now, obviously, um, Italy has sort of, in, recent, in the recent days, been declared the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak because although it did start in China, Mm-hmm. The majority of outbreaks are now happening in Italy. Yeah, sure. Um, and this one is another, it's another, it's, it's a lighthearted, trying to cheer up the community. What the communities in Italy have done is they have, or not all together because they're all in self isolation, but in the little hotels that are close to each other, what they've done is, is they have all gone out to their balconies. And they have started singing together to try and raise the spirits of the community. I
0: think I saw this video on Facebook.
1: Yeah. Oh, so good. You know, they're they're embracing, they're they're holding their flag. So, you know, taking their national pride Mm -hmm. to heart. Um, And they're just, because over 60 million Italian citizens have been forced to, you know, into self-isolation. Um, and it's just some crazy time over there. Mm. And again, I think it's incredible to see how a community is coming together in times of, of desperation where all this crazy stuff is happening and they are looking to a little bit of light.
0: Yeah. Lifting up spirits. That's so That's good. That's it. Oh, man. And that, that culture over there, like that communal culture. I've been to Italy a couple yep couple of times and yeah, it's just such an awesome spot like in terms of the way that yeah, they interact with one another and it's such a community like especially like even that that story that you brought up before about uh, the 93-year-old lady like I feel like we don't really see much of that community in Australia at least growing up in Newcastle like a relatively kind of big city, it's like, oh, you don't really get that. But man, praise the Lord that community is still going Absolutely. on in this time where community is really being shut down.
1: Absolutely. Um, coming up next, we'll, Lyle, you'll be bringing your news segment. Um, but the song that we've got right now is According to Thy Gracious Word by Katie Gustelfson. Welcome back to the breakfast show on Faith FM with La- Lawson and Liam. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: we're getting it down. Oh. It's all right. It's all
1: right. Dearing I'm gonna. Me. I'm not gonna be here tomorrow, so you don't have to. You
0: don't have to retrain your brain or anything.
1: Dearing me, it's it's a and it's double L's as well. Not there's too many. We gotta we gotta come up. <laughs> Dude, with we need to else.
0: have the triple L team. We do. Yeah. We'll get the,
1: everyone in, and then yeah. that way I'll have Lyle and Lawson, and I'll be able to mm. really knuckle it down. Anyway. Next clue to our quiz this morning, which, by the way, the prize is another one of pardon me, Ellen White's books. Ooh. We're moving on with the next book in her series, which is, of course, uh, per, we had Patriarchs and Prophets yesterday, so I believe the next one is Prophets and Kings. Yes. Oh, dear oh, me. Good book. Thank you. So Prophets Actually. and Kings is the prize we're playing for today. So n- clue number two, I asked... Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? If you think you know the answer, give us a call at 1-800-324-843 or send us a text on 0491-064-669 and Lawson has just gotten it correct. And you'll actually
0: find that in the book Prophets and Kings. Yeah. So if you get the man, you'll know all about this.
1: Everything's lining up today. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's so good. All right, let's um let's have a look at coronavirus. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> like you know, when we when we're taking on serious news topics here, it's like, oh, what else is there to talk about. But I want to come at it at a little bit of a different angle to what I've heard last. Oh, well, Lyle's probably touched on some of this stuff, but um just from my my personal experience like so I was oh, when was the last time I came in here to do radio? Like in you know around around the start of February, yep. around mid mid Feb something like that. Yeah. And um, oh man, like I remember like, I was doing a coronavirus update. Yep. Every day. Yeah. And I was like, what a joke.
1: Yeah. Like, what a what a laugh. I know. <laughs> coronavirus. Up in Cairns, it was it was nothing. You know. In uh, I think up until a few weeks ago, we still had a complete stock of toilet paper. So. <laughs> Well,
0: like, for us... Oh, well, for both of us, you being 20 and me being 21, I guess the only real, like epidemic that we can remember to that we lived through was the ebola epidemic yeah in, in 2014 and that lasted there's a movie about it, i think it's called 63 days it's yeah. like 63 days i was in spain at the time yeah um when that was going on and i remember there was one reported case in spain it's like oh everyone's gonna die, gonna, oh. gonna die and then nothing happened like yeah. they contained the whole thing they quarantined everyone who had it it was all good 63 days bam it was there was no Ebola. So, it's it's heavy to to see, like, that. yeah, no, this has actually turned out to be a thing. And um, something I wanted to talk about is the effect that this is having on events. So, this is one of the big um, talking points at the moment, especially in Australia, as uh, at this point now, the government, um, legally, you can only have a, a gathering of up to five people 100 people um that's like the new government standard and it's just crazy to see how much that has um you know that has been the escalation of just yeah there being nothing to all of a sudden it's just heavy especially in australia like last weekend um we were supposed to host the the australian formula one grand prix yeah which is one of you know one of my i was
1: super excited for that as well oh yeah yeah and then
0: (laughs) that's so good Oh, and then it got cancelled last minute. I've been following all the testing. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is gonna be great. And then on, you know, we're talking on Thursday. Um, it was just such a fast McLaren. Um, one of their one of their team members got coronavirus. So like, we're talking about a team that spent and is worth hundreds of millions of pounds. Um, to be here in Australia for the first race of the season. Yeah. One of their members gets coronavirus and they're like, no, nah, we're out.
1: It's like in the space of 48 hours, they go from, oh, yeah, we'll we'll see how we go. We'll take care to no, nah, we're completely done.
0: Yeah. And it was like, so McLaren jumped and then everyone was like, well, we're not, we don't want to race if if not everyone's going to be on the grid. Yeah. So then there was talks of like everyone leaving and then Sebastian Vettel and Kimi Raikkonen before they'd even had the announcement that it was cancelled. They just got on the plane and went home. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, we're out of here. Um, they're They're the drivers for, you know, for Ferrari and for Alfa Romeo and then eventually it was like like legit like the track set up it's like thursday night like practice starts the next morning and it's like we're gonna cancel this event now you know to to people who maybe aren't that uh interested in f1 or don't know so much about it it's like oh yeah it's formula one but you have to remember this is one of the biggest events on earth oh yeah um like easily uh, you know not so much from our perspective here in australia but definitely from from europe and from
1: asia um this kicks off the the whole f1 season yeah and not
0: only that like this brings an estimated 1.8 1.8 billion dollars in economic benefit to the state of Victoria alone. That's not a like, small amount. That's not a small <laughs> amount. You know, they shut down the streets of Victoria yeah. to run yeah. the Formula 1. This was a giant event and to be like canceled on the night of was yeah. just like it was just gnarly. It was yeah. like, "Oh." But then like that was where it clicked for me. Yeah. Like this is real. Like if they're going to shut down the Formula 1 Grand Prix in Australia, that that, that makes so much money is such a benefit, you know, monetarily. Yeah, This is real. And then that's like, you know, like now with the, the EPL, like the English Premier League and most yep. of the soccer games, uh, most of the soccer championships like La Liga and whatnot going on in Europe, uh, have, have, uh, postponed and stopped. In fact, they're talking now that if coronavirus, if it doesn't ease up and they can't play any more games until the end of the season in the, in the, you know, the English Premier League, they're, they're currently talking about oh, do we give Liverpool the title because they've won enough games? They're having the same conversation at the moment in um, American Supercross. It's like they finished after nine rounds. Eli Tomac won the last race and is leading the championship. And they're like, oh, dude, it's been nine races out of 18. Are we going to give this guy the championship? Um, Yeah, just crazy stuff going on. And and the big talking point, the thing that I'm really thinking about is you've got the 2020 Olympics this year in Tokyo, which was shaping up to be like the best Olympics ever. Because they've added two of my favorite sports, skateboarding and rock climbing. Oh, I was like, "How good!" This is gonna be incredible. I was actually like looking at flights earlier this yeah. year. I'm like, "Man, you know, you know like semester break." You're getting yourself pretty stoked. I was like, then,
1: "Oh man, I, it all came crashing." I'm down. like, if I can, "Well, not yet though.
0: If I can get it, if I can get a hookup, like I'm gonna go over there yeah. and watch skateboarding. Like that would be yeah. the coolest thing ever." But seriously, like with the way that coronavirus is going at the moment. I think they're really holding on they're yeah. really holding on to the Tokyo Olympics um, as of last night they're like oh man like you know the, the games like they could go ahead and, and what not but um, ultimately, it's, you know, the IOC, the, the International Olympic Committee, they have the ability to um, just immediately um, cancel the Games. And if coronavirus goes the way that it's going, it looks like they probably will. They will yeah. need to because you could imagine as well, a number of countries won't participate yep. if, if it's like, if there's such a high risk of coronavirus, because we're also, you know, thinking about not only the safety of the people attending, but also the safety of the athletes. And now I think the big talking point here is like, Is it worth it? I think this is, you know, all the stats and all the graphs that you see on Facebook, all the talk of of panic, don't panic, people thinking, you know, um, some doctors saying one thing, some doctors saying uh, another thing. Like everyone recognizes like, yes, coronavirus is bad, but it's like, oh, will we just get over it and it's it's all good. Um, I have come to the point um, where I'm kind of like- No, I think this is a good thing. I think it's good that we're taking the time, you know, we're doing this whole self-isolation thing. We're actually cancelling these events and postponing them to later. Um, And that's on the back of a specific example from 1918. So 1918, right. World War One just ended, um, and they had a massive festival in Philadelphia. As you know, the world, the war's ending. It's like, oh, sweet, awesome! Like, you know, let's celebrate. And at the time, they had the huge outbreak of the H1N1 virus, the, yep. the Spanish influenza. And, you know, it was like they were talking at the time like, Oh, you know, this is only in Spain and and not that many people have died. It's not necessarily an international thing. You gotta imagine all these people have just come back from fighting in Europe. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, but you know, it'll be alright, let's just go ahead with it. And you know, two hundred thousand Philadelphians got together um for this giant um festival, this parade, you know, commemorating the end of the war. Quite a patriotic thing. Yeah. Um and then after that, you know, like, there was 47,000 reported cases, 12,000 people um, died. And up to six months later, that had hit 20,000. So, we're talking about people who didn't take the precautions, who didn't have a, a, a vaccine at the time. Very yeah. much a similar situation than we're in today, even though it's, you know, some over 100 years later uh, yeah. earlier. Um, and it ended up in catastrophe with people dying. So, I think, yep, the precautions are good. We should you know give the world the time we should self-isolate and you know i'm looking at the moment we're probably gonna shut down uni pretty soon and it's like oh cool i'll just hang out at home and get my studies done and wait for this to blow over but yeah i think you know that's what we need to do oh. we need to think about safety it's hard it is. i wanted to watch the f1 but safety is first right now this is andrew peterson with holy is the lord
5: Rub your tired eyes Go and kiss your mama We'll be gone a little while Come and walk beside me Come and hold your papa's hand I go to make an altar And to offer up my lamb I waited on the Lord in a waking dream he came riding on a wind across the sand he spoke my name and here i am i whispered, and i waited in the dark and the answer was a sword that came down hard upon my heart In the Lord I will obey, Lord help me, I don't
1: Welcome back to The Breakfast Show with Lawson, Liam, and we have Matt Parra with us at you. the moment. But, uh, well, actually, how, how are you, Matt? You good? Yeah, I'm feeling good. So oh, hang on. put so so far, so mic on. There we go. Say that again. How are you, Matt?
3: Yeah, really good. <laughs> there <we> go. <laughs> as far as I can tell, I'm doing really good this morning. That's good. <laughs>
1: awesome. Um, now, we do have the next clue for our quiz. Uh, we'll see if you know this, uh, this one, too. Um, clue number three is... From year to year, I went on a circuit from Bethel to Gilgal to Mitzpah, judging Israel in all those places, okay? Um, Now, I've just been told that we've got a winner. So, congratulations uh, to... Not that person, because she's just sent you a message. Oh, maybe it is... Yeah, no, Jackie... Uh Urambaru. Apologies if I sp- if I said that wrong. Um Yeah, congrats yes. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to her. The answer was of course Samuel. Samuel. There yeah. we go. I
3: was uh, gonna guess, but I didn't want to sound unintelligent. Yeah.
1: No, that's all good.
3: <laughs> awesome. I'm
0: pretty sure it was him <laughs> there right. we go. Matt so good to have you in the studio we have you in here rather kind of semi-occasionally slash regularly yeah. getting yeah. In, you in here to talk about a number of different things going on in the world how faith relates to that as you are you know a, a man, of, man of God yourself um, doing some awesome work in the evangelism department of this conference and I think yeah. you'd have actually we were thinking about man what should we talk about and I guess from your perspective, you'd have a lot to talk about in that space um, of n- evangelism, but yes. especially in the context of what's going on in our world right now yeah. uh, with coronavirus, the issues that we're having, I guess the the fear that a lot of people are having
3: in regards to that. It's pretty un- pretty unbelievable. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Shell was saying that she saw a couple of... Couple- people pushing each other yesterday <laughs> on the street, and it had something to do with a product or mm. something. Anyways, yeah, it sounded pretty crazy. Yeah, it's amazing how, how, how so little can cause so much disruption. And I'm not mm. saying that the coronavirus is little or that it doesn't have significant consequences in itself, but in uh, comparison to the things you hear about, you know, historical, you know, sure. plagues and famines and all yeah. kinds of craziness, This is relatively little. Like we still have running water, we still have electricity, (laughs) we still have food to eat that's Mm. from like multiple different countries at the same time. If we've stocked up, we've still got our poo tickets, so it's all good. (laughs) That's right. So yeah, you know, compared to to other peoples and other places that are alive on the world today, Mm. like we in the West are still just like living it up, you know. And just a little bit of stress, a little bit of fear, a little bit of disruption, you see a whole lot of Mm. uh, emotional, you know, kind of stirring up and people doing some pretty crazy things mm. yeah i think
0: like that's something that we just in generally like the human condition yeah. of of sin that we have you know it creates that fear that mm. anxiety of like we need something and when when the penny drops like when some when it, when the spark hits yeah. it can you know that catalyst that we have of coronavirus can just turn people into
3: that's right. really wild people you the wouldn't expect of, it yeah the spirit of fear it's, it's just a, a real real scary thing so i think it's okay to be afraid of stuff and i think it's healthy and mm. uh, smart you know there are things in this world to be afraid of and that should yeah cause us to take cautionary measures and i think we should be a little bit afraid of coronavirus because the, there's a lot of uh, people that can die from it if we don't handle this circumstance correctly like as a society but Once the spirit of fear takes over, I think that's when people start to get irrational and they can exacerbate an already bad situation. And I think Mm. that's kind of what... These extreme examples, like where you see the YouTube videos of people like punching each other over toilet paper in the store. I think those are examples of the spirit of fear. Mm. That's not healthy, but there is a healthy fear and we should all manifest it and be intelligent and be cautious at times. But yeah, that spirit of fear can, Mm. can just take over quick. And then as soon as it takes over... It just things get worse. They go from bad to worse. So, mm. yeah, I think uh, the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I think that Christ followers should be at this time manifesting, you know, that, you know, that spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm. Not, not you know, wholly dismissing the idea of being afraid and being cautious and taking measures that to keep us all safe. But, yeah. Sure. Absolutely.
0: A hundred percent. In that context, then, where we're seeing this kind of every man for himself mentality, people struggling with, yeah, there's so much fear and um, leading them to do things that are just wild. Then how, you know, for you as, you know, a person working in evangelism, um, as the evangelism director, for you, when you look at that kind of situation, it's like, how do you respond to that evangelistically? Because obviously, even though this is going on as Christians, we still have a desire to see people... Yeah. be saved and yeah, to course. give their hearts to Jesus. And it's like when you have such a gnarly circumstance like that, you know, how do you see like we can go into that situation and continue to be evangelistic?
3: Yeah, that's no, smart. You know, I was thinking that this is a test, you know, all, all these kinds of situations, you know, this situation uh, that's presented to us where, where we may be interacting with people who have a sickness that could infect us and perhaps kill our cousin or kill our aunt or whatnot. Um, that tests, I think that tests us on a very, on a very real level. And um, I think it, how do you say this? For, for me, um, I would never prescribe for individuals what they were supposed to do in a time of trouble or difficulty. Like here's the precise you know, thing you should do. This is these are the actions you should take as an individual Christian, because the Bible says there's a time for everything, and the Spirit of God leads us at different times to different behaviors and and, mm. and ways of acting. But um, I would say that that um, that that Jesus, when interacting in in Matthew chapter eight with this this guy who was infected with leprosy, um, which at the time was an incurable disease. It was a terrible disease to, to get because if you contracted it, you'd be banished from society. You'd mm. have to live out in, you know, the bush, the wilderness somewhere in a cave or whatnot. You'd just eat the scraps of the kind people who'd come out and give you their leftovers. And your life was horrific. And you slowly watch yourself rot away with no support from your friends, your family, or anyone else. Mm. And so this was horrific. This is <clears throat> extraordinarily terrible uh, scenario to, to be in. And so in Matthew chapter eight, there's this guy who's got leprosy. <clears throat> he busts into a, to a situation where Jesus is there, and you can imagine that everybody's probably like flipping out because mm. this guy's got something a thousand times worse than the modern version of the coronavirus. You know, yeah, and, the similarities um, are
1: uncanny. Yeah, it's just unbelievable.
3: Yeah. And 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 Jesus isn't so t- terribly afraid. Mm. And and he he the Bible says the guy runs up, he falls on his knees, and says, "You know, Lord, if if you want, you can make me clean." Mm. And so Jesus said, I do, I do want you to be Mm. clean. And so it says he touched them and healed them of his leprosy. Now, I wouldn't advise that individuals run into a scenario where the people are sick and dying of a particular disease and start touching everybody, you know, because they're going to pretend like they're Jesus. But there's a there's an essential lesson here, an underlying essential lesson that just shows us that the person who is unselfishly committed to the better good of other people is not going to be as fearful or as worried about contracting something from them. So Mm. I do think we should keep ourselves safe and be clean and sanitary and do all the things that the health departments are telling us to do. But I think underneath us being cautious, there shouldn't be a, a sense of us like just trying to preserve ourselves and being yes. like desperately possessed with this idea of I've got to save myself, I've got to save myself. Because the Christian faith is is all about giving yourself, not saving mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, And so I, I think I think, yeah, like if you were to contract a terrible disease doing gospel ministry for Jesus, what better way to go? Mm. Like what better way to go? And I'm not trying to be irresponsible in saying this, I know death is a tragic thing and and disease is a horrible thing and we should fight against it and God doesn't ultimately want it and and at the end of time he's going to banish it all from the earth. But between now and the end of time, we're going to live in a dangerous world Mm. and we've got to choose how we're going to live and, and respond. And I think fundamentally Christ followers are unselfishly committed to sacrificing themselves for the good of others and that means you take risks. And if in taking risks, you contract a, z- a disease and die, boy, that's going to be a wonderful story to tell for the rest of eternity, you yeah. know, because you got to be a little bit more like Jesus and reaching out for someone else and risking yourself. At the same time, I'm not talking about unnecessary risk and I'm clarifying again. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. not telling people sure. to go out there and <laughs> jump into a disease-infected area, you know, and get yourself sick. And that's not virtuous necessarily, mm. but I'm just talking about a principal spirit. Mm. Yeah, yeah that we amen. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's so... As you were speaking, I yes. uh, like opened up to Matthew you chapter thinking, 8. I was like, yeah. yeah, oh, what a story. And yeah. then you were like, oh, yeah. And in Matthew chapter 8, I was hey, like, amen. genius. Well, you um, know, what's so
3: funny is that there's a young guy at surf camp. I was at surf camp this weekend. Mm-hmm. Not just because I go surfing, but because I was invited to go sure. Um, by the people who run it. And uh, a young guy and I were talking about that text and he brought it up. And mm. I thought, oh, that's powerful. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. Oh Man, that's so awesome. And yeah, as you said, like that just...
0: It just highlights a state of mind, obviously, because yes. actions come from a state of mind. And I also love the point that you said: like, don't go around touching, just touching people because you're trying to pretend to be yes. like Jesus. You know, Jesus isn't looking us to uh, at us to, I guess, semantically do exactly the same thing as he did. Right. Especially because we wouldn't, we wouldn't find a situation, or well, we could, but it's like I, I don't think. In, in that scenario of just going around and touching people there are people falling at your yep. feet it's like that that was an experience that the the, that the leper was having with God yep. he was like he saw God before him he saw Jesus and he fell down at his feet and said yep. God if you're willing not right. necessarily that we go around acting like we have the ability to heal people because we're so holy or, or whatnot I think you can yep. you can see where yeah, what I get what I'm you're getting saying. Yeah,
3: I, I wanted to say something too like check this out so it, on an airplane they instruct you when you're taking off that if the cabin pressure is lost that you should just that you put on your oxygen mask first if you have kids before you put theirs on mm. and the idea is is that if you don't put yours on and you're struggling to put theirs on you could go unconscious and now you die then the kid dies and so i think that that does reflect to some degree a, a biblical you know reality and that is that if 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 you, the bible the bible says in 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 acts 3 Peter speaking that he gives the power of God to a person who has the power of God. So you can't give what you don't have. And so mm. if you're not healthy, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not safe from a disease, it's hard for you to help those who are. So, of course, it's fair and it's fine to protect yourself from disease. But at the same time, you know charge it for God to, to the degree that you can. And, and so yeah. you don't prescribe to anybody and say, this is how you act as a Christ-following witness for God in a tragic circumstance. You don't say any, you know, the precise, you have to do this. Yeah, But you can talk about the spirit, the principle behind it. And, you know, um, Jesus says, if any man comes after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me. That's self-denial, self-sacrifice and service for others. Everyone's willing to deny themselves and pick up a cross for themselves in different areas of life, whether it's like me becoming famous or or becoming a great athlete or getting a lot of money. I'll deny myself, sacrifice myself, but usually it's for myself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but Jesus says, do it for others, you know, for for the sake of the the, the world around you. Mm, That's
0: so good. I wanted to ask then... um, in saying all that, we we're just talking in our last segment about, you know, the cancellation of a number of events happening around the world and how interesting that was. Yeah. Um, we we use the specific example of, of the Formula One Grand Prix, how that was like ready to go. It gives generates billions of dollars for the Australian economy and they cancelled it on a whim because of coronavirus. Right. Like they cancelled it the night before, um, after everything was set up and now, you know, working in ministry we have a number of ministries going on we you know and church itself and whatnot that is currently coming under the pressure of coronavirus and yes. there's been a number of camps that have been canceled i know at my uni all of the social activities all the ministry activities have been canceled and and whatnot um what, what do you see then with that you know if, how do you find that balance it's like yeah. we're supposed to charge it for god but uh, then everything's getting canceled like what's the steps do we take right yeah
3: right it's so funny because I, I have mixed emotions personally You know, yeah. so it's hard for me to give one one answer because you have have, two minutes so i can i can save the world in that time Um, yeah you know uh you look i with our conference evangelists the people who travel around our conference and do public presentations Mm -hmm. of the gospel uh and the truths of scripture what we're doing is we're coming up with as creative a ways as we can to still do the same thing on a different format so we're doing what we're planning on in some of our campaigns we're going to I uh, do live online presentations where we have church members inviting mm. friends to their homes, um, yeah. which is an idea that came up, I got from a pastor named Alex Green from College Church. Mm. Um, Shout
1: out to Pastor Alex. Yeah,
3: he's a smart guy. Um, he doesn't look that smart, but he's <laughs> no, just a, He's
1: got a, a, a bit of a caterpillar yeah, on his lips. That's his
3: right. right. <laughs> no, he, he came up with an ingenious idea like three years ago. It was a stroke of brilliance. And so we're kind of implementing that mm. for Conference Evangelists. But like I said, I have mixed emotions. And I think at the end of the day, caution is good but if the lord jesus christ compels you and your conscience is completely clear and you know this is something that you need to do if it's not illegal do it yeah. <laughs> like, like like you know it, it, honestly like and I, and I don't want to sound fanatical or crazy here yeah but if in fact there's a god in heaven and there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun and there's you know consequences uh, there's souls in the balance mm. well that may bring you to the point on an exceptional occasion where you say souls are more important we'll take a risk yeah. Um, but on the other hand, you know, like I said, I have mixed emotions. Kept, so, uh, yes, be cautious. Follow the law in this because quarantine is a biblical concept. Yes. So there's nothing wrong with quarantining, uh, to quarantining ourselves. This is not like governmental oppression. Yeah. But at the same time, look, if you're radically convicted and souls are in the balance and you want to risk yourself, hey, I'm not going to stop you. I'm going to say amen. Hallelujah. You know, mm. um, but we're not at the point now where it's a disease where you catch it, you're dead. Mm. It's a disease that presents a, a an increased rate of danger for, for us. So we're not talking like first century leprosy here. Yeah, You know, you catch it, you're dead. If we were in that kind of a scenario, I would be saying very different things. Yeah, now, I know we feel like we're in that scenario because the way the media is making us feel <laughs> because that gets them ratings and money and, and attention. But anyway, so I'd say, hey, if God's telling you to do it, God do bless it. you. Do it. Amen. If, oh, if, that's so but good. At the, but at the same time, I'd, I'd hear somebody out there's gonna say i knew matt para he, he, he's <laughs> radical he's saying break the law like, I'm, actually, I'm actually not so
0: yeah. oh man that's so hey matt thank you so much for coming yeah. on this morning talking to us about Thanks, this guys. we're gonna continue on with our show um but yeah right now this is alan jackson with standing on the promises
6: standing on the promises of christ my king Through eternal ages let His praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing, standing The promises of Christ my Savior stand.
2: Easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. If you've been enjoying Faith FM radio, then we'd like to invite you to be part of our family of faith at the King Island Seventh-day Adventist Church. We meet at 9 a.m. every Saturday morning at 4 Albert Street, Currie to spend time together
0: studying God's Word and growing closer as friends. For more information or if you have any questions, call Pastor Barry on 0409 416 697. That's 0409 416 697.
5: Can't wait to meet you.